0: Welcome to Episode 7 of the Service Design Podcast. I'm David Morgan from Night Moves, and together with Stina von Hof and in collaboration with the Service Design Network, we have conversations about service design with practitioners from around the globe. This is the fifth and final episode of a series in which we talk to the winners of the Service Design Awards. Today, we're speaking with Frederick Kraft, Senior Expert Change and Transformation at Deutsche Telekom. They won the Award for Systemic and Cultural Change in the Private Sector. Hi, uh, Frederick. Welcome uh, to our show. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, hi. I'm fine. Thanks. Um, sitting in Berlin, uh, weather is, well, grey, like end of February.
0: <laughs> uh, I think it's the same uh, here. Very grey and wet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and kind of stormy. So it's horrible uh, weather here <laughs> in Belgium. Yeah.
0: So for our uh, listeners... Could you uh, please uh, introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Frederick uh, Frederick Kraft, working for Deutsche Telekom uh, in uh, a department uh, called HR Digital and Innovation, um, which is uh, located in the headquarters of Deutsche Telekom. Um, we ha- uh, are a company here, yeah, as the name says, uh, that offers uh, telecommunication services um, for uh, business. Uh, and, and uh, private customers, um, and have about 230,000 employees worldwide. Uh, and our mission or our tasks is to um, provide tools for cultural transformation um, of uh, the whole group, uh, the whole group of uh, the Deutsche Telekom and uh, to support units, business units uh, in their transformation towards a more flexible, agile style of working. And I'm with the company for 13 years now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and what is exactly your role, your role in the company?
1: I'm a member of this team, HR Digital and Innovation. Uh, and um, I act as a coach and facilitator, providing uh, tools and skills uh, for, for the mentioned before, for cultural transformation.
2: Okay. Yes. And can you uh, explain a little bit more to uh, our listeners, uh, like why we are having this conversation and why, with what kind of project you, uh, you won the award? <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I guess we won the we won the uh, service design award with our overall approach. Um, how to yeah, how to to um, embed a user centric and innovation driven mindset within a company, um, and it was not only one format or one project, but it was the overall approach. I would say that. Um, yeah, uh, convince the jury to to uh, award us. Mm-hmm.
0: When when did this approach start? How long is the the story that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the first concepts were carried out in uh, 2013, I guess at the the, the mid end year uh, 2013, and then we started with first pilots and first ideas on that on. Uh, in in 2014, um, and had the had the full setup um, in 2015, and yeah, now we're up and running since then.
2: And how did it actually start? Did it start with a certain project you were doing, or was it really like uh, the intention of Deutsche Telekom to uh, become more customer centric? Uh, I'm just curious how uh, the whole journey. Uh, started
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's it really started with the idea of offering more than just some good you know like mission statements or stuff like that because if you pin up posters on the wall that tell you be more innovative or be more agile be more flexible whatever Um, that doesn't change anything it just makes walls look nicer uh, but mm-hmm. it won't help you to to be more agile or to to be more innovative. So, um, we thought that that yeah, it it's about um, communication on the on the one hand side that you need to have that uh, to create something like a, a sense of urgency. Um, but you would you would then need uh, some more instruments um, that really help people. Uh, to, to do the, the set before, to, to be more innovative, to be more flexible. And one, um, yeah, if you want, so one big and one very powerful tool that we found for that was the design thinking methodology, um, which, we, uh, which we applied uh, in some business projects and then got the experience that it first of all helped those those uh, uh, members of the project to find sol- better solutions, to find more customer-centric solutions than before, but also totally changed their mode and their way of working. Uh, because we started with um, a project setup, for example, uh, that smashed the old idea of you have... The experts that know what's good for the customer and they um, uh, uh, they meet up in a, a classical waterfall-style project, develop something, um, and, and and then try to bring it to market, uh, do some big PR and, and marketing around it, and then try to sell something which the customer would not need at all. Um and we, we changed that way of working by, first of all, having multidisciplinary teams. So bring in more perspectives in the in the developer team uh, from the very first beginning uh, and to mm-hmm. have the customer point of view, the customer's point of view and, and insights from the customer um, in that project uh, in the moment that it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is this is basically how it, how it be all began.
0: So you, you work as an uh, an internal team uh, have you at some points in time worked with uh, external uh, designers or service designers or has it always been uh, a team on uh, f- from telecom?
1: No, it is uh, from the very beginning on uh, been a good cooperation between um Uh, a bunch of uh, external facilitators, design thinking coaches um, that uh, supported us um, from a a method point of view and also, of course, from their experience and and knowledge how to set up such projects because we were, at least in the beginning, we were uh, learners and we were uh, not very firm in uh, um, applying design thinking methodologies so we learned a lot from them, and um, looking back on our on our first steps, uh, I must say that that was a real success factor to have uh, this external knowledge on board, um, providing us with with all that that skills that we yeah just uh, honestly just had read about before or uh, yeah had seen some <laughs> short YouTube clips. Uh, but they um, they brought in uh, all, <laughs> all the knowledge, all the tools, all the mindsets uh, that, that you need to have. And we could add our expertise in um, yeah how a company uh, and a large corporation like Deutsche Telekom works and um, how all this, you know, this like political stuff, for example, has to be handled in projects. And if... if um, uh, it, vested interests for for example um uh show up in a project and um the one project owner wants to have it this way the other project owner wants to have it that way and then you have that conflict and you need to somehow uh, solve it and there was some of the yes some of the skills that we could bring in and um this uh, cooperation and and um Putting together uh, the, the both worlds of external design thinking knowledge plus, plus internal organizational development knowledge, that made us uh, successful, I would say.
2: Mm-hmm. And what was your role uh, before 2013 in the organization and the role of your colleagues that are now also on the, on the team that is rolling out this uh, design thinking approach?
1: yeah um we were founded in 2013 so uh this this unit did not exist before i've been um uh, i've been a specialist for for change management uh, projects before
0: mm-hmm. and uh, have you found yourself to be uh, less relying on on external um, yeah, designers. As your internal knowledge grows and grows, or do you continue to see a value in working with uh, with externals? There's uh,
1: first of all there's of course still a value in working with externals and in extending your network and having much more ideas and perspectives than we could ever have only from our internal point of view that's that's the one side of the medal. the other side is that we were that successful we never would have dreamt of in 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 2013 um that we that we need to yeah, to, to to have the externals as supporters for all uh, the various business units that approach us and ask for support in their projects. So we can't handle all the requests that we have um, because we have a team consisting um, of uh, nine um, uh, nine colleagues, um, but have a week have a request from from the business. Um, which yeah would easily um, uh, would we would would easily have to double our team um, to uh, to really uh, serve all the requests that we have. Mm-hmm. We still need, of course, we still feel we, we, we need some mm-hmm. fresh inspirations um, from from uh, the the external consultants, design thinkers, um, but also need them uh, to uh, to scale um everything we do
2: mm-hmm. what would you define as the skills that now you have in-house and the ones you uh, still see as a uh, external skills
1: oh i wouldn't differentiate between them because over the years a good pool of um and a, and a good cooperation mm-hmm. between internals and externals um, has grown um and i guess what what we could mm-hmm. teach them if you want to was was all that organizational knowledge um, and all that traps that you could easily step in um, when not asking the right questions for example on the in the first phase of a project when you clarify uh, all your your objectives that you want to achieve all the goals you want to ob- uh, achieve um, when it comes to who should uh, be involved, for example, in really making sure that that all the uh, prototypes that you build during a design uh, process um, will then really be uh, evaluated and after that um, and in um, an implemented project or a new service, for example. And what we learned from from our um, external coaches, of course, was a lot of methodology. Um, a lot of tools and most important, I would say the mindset of customer centric thinking and, um, and acting that was the most valuable thing from my point of view that mm-hmm. we, um, that we got from them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: So one thing that uh, triggered a lot of interest with us in uh, reading your project description is uh, that you talk about a, a bipolar approach where you yeah, develop from uh, top down as well as from bottom up. Could you please uh, explain a little bit more about this bipolar approach?
1: Yeah, that was something that we, that we found out that if you really want to change the, the mindset or the culture of a company, that you need to start um, from both directions. So, what what would not work is to have it only top down. So, you would start working uh, with the with the board of directors, with the management board, uh, for example, and then have like a cascade, um, have their direct reports, and then you have the next level and the next level and so on. And you would just um, yeah bring things down from the uh, from the top to the bottom um, it would take you years and um, all the employees um, in the uh, in the bottom levels uh, they would not understand what is going on there and why everyone uh, from the top management would talk of um, customer centricity for example. so what we did is exactly that what what you said I did the bipolar approach we, Started working with um, our top management, but also had projects um, at the bottom line. So with all with all employees and um, uh, uh, and, and and all the the guys who really do the daily work, and um, um, and in in combination uh, that that made things. Yeah, much more powerful than if we would just have done it either top-down or bottom-up. So it, it was the combination of both having projects um, on working level that were um, backed by management um, because they knew what, what we were talking about and, um, and uh, also have the top management um, trained, for example, in, in design thinking methodology to make them understand what this uh, what this customer centric approach is.
2: Mm-hmm. So they did um, all get different uh, kind of uh, workshops or trainings. Uh, or did you also uh, bring them together in some of these? Uh, These trainings or were there similar tools you were using or was it still quite separated over these uh, layers in the organization
1: it was uh, for some occasions it was separated for example we developed a leadership training on design thinking which deals a lot with um, design thinking as a mindset and what a leader could do to enable his organization to to work uh, in an agile flexible uh, and customer centric way um, and from uh, and and for for that target group it needs some other training content than, for example uh, on employee level where we really teach methods and um uh, and, and show people how, for example, qualitative research works, or what prototyping is. Um, on the other hand side, we have linked uh, um, the management and the employees, of course, for example, in all these projects that have been carried out where uh, where design thinking was in place, because uh, you have the you have. Um, Employee level working uh, in the projects, but you have management deciding about results. So it's uh, it, it is needed that you combine the levels and that you have the managers um, that you have the managers uh, in in place to take decisions, um, but take decisions on a valid yeah valid level of understanding what what customer centricity for example is and. Um, how uh, and and, uh, why a project uh, starts with interviewing the customer and not with uh, as we normally used to do it something like uh, an idea of technical feasibility or stuff like that Um, so it needs uh, it needs an understanding uh, from top management, um, how customer-centric working uh, is is carried out in, in practice, and it needs uh, an, an understanding of how methodology uh, in in that um, uh, in that way of working works um, for, uh, on the employee side.
2: What we um, often notice in in projects we're doing is that. Um, there's a lot of knowledge on employee um, level, so they have direct contact with customers, and they learn a lot from those customers. And um, they often like tell like just one level higher in the organization what they learned and what they think sh- should change, but that it never actually happens because it just stops at some point. Uh, so we are also we're often thinking how can we improve this process that all the knowledge that is on the 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 working floor and people that are direct having direct contact with um, with the customers. How can we manage to to get it uh, at the top level of the organization so the right uh, decisions are made? Is there mm-hmm. something you can uh, yeah? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that, like how you were dealing with this?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, what we do what we do is that uh, we have um, a a, a a construct that we call um, product owner board uh, that we add to every project. So we have uh, uh, people from the from the management, people that that have to take decisions or that are responsible for um, g- getting the money uh, for for projects and, and stuff like that. So the the management level, and um, we have them regularly involved in such projects that we carry out. So the, the um, product owner board, which normally for a project consists of something like five to eight managers would meet with the project team in the beginning of the project. And what their first task is that they do a reframing of the, uh, of the design challenge for the project and they do it together. So it's not only the, um, uh, the project team that reframes uh, what is going, uh, what is going to happen uh, during the the project, or what is the the expected outcome of the project. But it's the managers and the employees together. That is the first uh, step that we that we have. Then um, we start the research, which normally is done by the project team, but um, in a uh, in a step where where the first uh, first interviews, for example, or first observations um, have been carried out and all um, all results are, are put together in, uh, for example, personas or, or something like that, the project team meets the product owner board again and uh, tells them uh, about all uh, the experiences that they made during their observations and interviews and explains how, the, uh, how, the, how they put together the persona and um, what, what they would do from that point on. So before they start uh, the ideation and prototyping phase, they meet with, with, their, with the product owner board again and, and tell them what they found out and on which base they now start the ideation process. And then they meet the then they meet the product owner board again after they did their first prototypes, and they invite them, for example, to test the prototypes. Um, uh, um, and it's not only the product owner board, of course, that tests prototypes; it's customers as well. Um, but it's we found out that it's very important to have the product owners, the managers, involved in that design process in on in various steps not only at the end when you just showcase the results that you have or you, you have the final presentation, but to have them involved into the whole process. And that really helps to, um, yeah, to get the knowledge about the, the, the customer needs um, the, in, in, into, the, into the management level.
0: You've been involved in change projects for a long time. Uh, so you were involved with change, you say, before working on, on this project. Um, c- can you see any difference in, in in a project of change where design is really heavily involved like this and compared to the projects you did beforehand?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I guess the most important difference is that whenever a change project Old in the in the old style uh, was carried out that management knew about the outcome and already had decided on the outcome and then it was just carried out and employees just had to take it and it it had to deal with communication a lot and you just had to explain what was going to happen now um, but as I as I just said everything. Was decided upfront, and then it, it was just implemented. It was just carried out. Um, the major change that we achieved with with the um, uh, with the new approach um, is that we start our projects with an open question. So, how might we do X, Y, Z in order to achieve whatever? Um, for a specific group of, of people. And this could also be, of course, internal uh, employees or internal business units, for example. So you, you what, what we do is we use design thinking um, not only to have new products or to, to invent new products or services, we also use it to design our organization so you could do a design, a design sprint on the question um, how to be organized best uh, to serve our customers' needs, for example. And then the topic of the project would be your internal organization. So um, the roles and the tasks and uh, the management layers and your, the whole structure uh, of your of your business unit would would be tasks would be a part um, of a design project um, and it always starts with an open question and employees and managers as well are involved in solving these questions and or this question and finding out um, how possible solutions might look like. Uh, which then are tested, and um, if everyone uh, thinks that this solution would be the one you would, you would go for, then they would implement it. Um, so the basic change really is not to have a fixed solution done upfront, um, either by management or what was even more likely to happen uh, by external consultants, some management uh, consultancies, for example, that just said, well, you have to organize this and that way. And then you just roll it out and inform your employees of what is going to happen. Um, And instead of that way of working, we now start with an open question and then let employees and managers develop the best solution together.
0: Mm. That's yeah, that's good to hear. I I can imagine though that not for all managers it it's easy to to make that change where they have to deal with open ended questions um, that You're they right. are not in control of, just deciding what will be done. <laughs> can you can you share some experiences about that or how you yeah. dealt with this?
1: Yeah, that's a question of whether you push or you pull. Um, so. The experience that we that we made during the last over or over the last years is that there's no value in uh, pushing uh, somebody into a new direction because the resistance is that high, that it uh, it costs you that much energy. Or it wastes that much energy that you're not focused on any targets anymore, but but you just have to to deal with all the resistance and all the we can't do it because of X Y Z and and all that discussions that you have then. Um, so um, what 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 we uh, what we do instead of pushing someone is just to work with. The guys or the managers that want to work together with us. So we we do a full approach, if you want to frame it like that. Um, and we form um, uh, our team lead uh, uh, always says we form the coalition of the willing. So we just have uh, the managers or the business units uh, working with us that approach us and ask for help. And um, we don't. Um, and we don't approach uh, anyone and uh, force them to work in that other style. Um, we we just have the people that want to work with us and support them in the best way that we can support them. But they need to approach us first and ask for help.
2: Mm-hmm. Does it then mean that there is like a part of the organization that? Uh Will not approach you. That doesn't feel um, that they want this sort of uh, help. Or is there a certain change in the organization that uh, yeah people get interested and yeah everyone can see the advantage at some point and would ask for the help as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the thing that happens. We started with a very small group of. Um, Managers asking for 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 changing the way of working and the the way of dealing with projects and changing the way of um, classical waterfall project management, and there was a very small group and it wasn't easy to find um, those managers or those those business business units um, wanting to to test the new approach, um, but after the first success stories. Um, that spread via the um, internal social internet, for example, um, or um, managers that that um, uh, that could tell very good stories about user-centric um, development of, of new products or processes during management meetings, for example. Um, so it, it it spread the word, and um, and then more and more. Uh, uh, business units are approaching and asking for help. Um, and after a very hard start where you really had to, to find uh, and to spot those those innovative uh, areas of the company, um, now it's yeah almost from from everywhere um, in, in, in uh, our organization we have requests for support. Yes, you're right there are managers. Uh, that still um, stick to if you want to put it that way stick to the old world um, and do not want to cooperate Um, and that's fine that's fine for us we don't need to we don't need to force anyone to change because um, we learned one thing and that is that you can't put a change on another person or another system you can just support another system if it wants to change so forced change would not work um at least not in a organizational world where there's not the absolute need for a change because the business um of Deutsche Telekom is running quite good over the last years and um there was no, um, yeah, for example, no external pressure to have hard changes. Um, so it really needs this intrinsic motivation, um, of people, uh, to, to change something in the way they work. Uh, and if you have this motivation, um, then you can, then you can, yeah, start from that point of view and, um. You have open-minded people then that, that really support your style and your way of working. and um, then you are successful if you, if you have this, um, this context. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's the context is the, the context that we search for um, and that we more and more find in the organization.
0: So, um, speaking of uh, success, uh, have you been able to measure the success of any of the projects where they took the more design thinking, the agile approach? <laughs>
1: I have a poster in my uh, office here, and uh, I just have a look at it. And it says seventy-eight point four percent are satisfied with your product. Year numbers. Now what? So the question back to you would be how to measure success.
0: Yes, that is, that is always the question, <laughs> um, especially in, in service design projects where yeah the complexity is really high. So many different parties, so many different processes. You never know which change is responsible for what different outcome. Um, But often we do find in in some cases where where there are certain numbers. uh, If it's about products sold or services requested, um, there are some numbers you can measure. Or as you say yourself, uh, customer uh, satisfaction. Um, Have have any positive numbers been measured in in Deutsche Telekom with projects with a more design approach, or is it really too difficult? to do that
1: no what I, what we what we what we can what we can um, say is that um, during um, employee satisfaction uh, questionnaires for example um, in in business units where there have been um, uh, projects in a way that that i just described them that the employee satisfaction is uh significantly higher than in other areas um the same goes for customer satisfaction um after a, a product or a process of deutsche Telekom was redesigned um uh, with the uh, application of design thinking methods this can be measured um uh, for sure and um we have we have numbers that significantly stayed more customer satisfaction and more employee satisfaction um after after design uh, led uh, projects or, or processes have been carried out
0: in in how far do you think those two are connected employee satisfaction and customer satisfaction
1: well I think they are they are directly connected uh because if employees uh, really, um, yeah, really burn for their their services or their the products they develop and sell and offer, um, this this would then engage uh, customers and and would um, yeah would would lead to um, the same. Good satisfaction with the the product or the the service um, on on customer side, um, so they are directly interlinked. I would say
2: it seems like uh, you've been working already for a couple of years on this uh, this cultural change at uh, Deutsche Telekom. I'm wondering uh, what's next. Do you have any further plans?
1: Yeah, I, I guess we are, although we are working now for for. Three years or two and a half years on that on that topic. Um, as I said in the beginning, we are such a large and diverted company. So, two hundred thirty five thousand employees worldwide. Um, the uh the, the main uh, population is based in Germany. So, it's about one hundred thirty thousand employees in Germany, and I guess we are. Um, very well perceived in Germany um, uh, at the moment, um, but it still uh, needs to go much more international. So we still need to really be in every corner of the company. So the um, our our um, approach is not at the end. And, and the, the, we, we, we even cannot tell when uh, um, whatever uh uh when when uh, when the end of this process will be reached um i guess it's an ongoing process um so like learning loop from project to project um and what's next is for sure um being more international and being more in the business units that are outside uh, of Germany and um, providing same services there, or even better um, uh, replicating ourselves in the sense of um, um, train design skills uh, in the business units. Uh, that are that are not in reach of headquarters, but that are, um, for example, in the uh, in the countries, or um, that are uh, that are um, in Germany, but um, are that far away from headquarters, for example. So have um, all the uh, all the customer uh, service. Um, uh, companies for example or the the uh, technical deliveries technical support uh, companies um that are spread all over germany so um there's a way to go um bef- before the whole really the whole company um has uh, has transformed in in the way i described in the beginning
2: yeah so it's actually about moving to all the different uh, parts of the organization and ge- getting more people on board with different roles, uh, instead of uh, focusing on headquarters. Uh, does it also mean uh, different countries, or are you only in in Germany?
1: No, it d- definitely means different countries. Um, Deutsche Telekom is uh, is in I guess something like forty countries worldwide, um, and we here and there we had yeah. some uh, w- we had some projects abroad um, but there's um, a lot of potential there uh, that we that we still have to cover and um, as I said we are we are a small team um, so what what we need to do is to, to replicate ourselves in in the sense of um, train um, more more people to have the same um competences uh, and, and, and skills that, that we uh, have developed over the years um, to, to work in their part of, of the organization.
0: So in the product or the, in your description of your project um, you also talk about the seven strategic building blocks uh, so communication, enabling toolbox labs, community network and hub. Um, could you explain a bit how how you came to those seven building blocks?
1: Yeah, I guess they evolved during our process and and doing our research, and yeah, d- d- doing doing all the all the little bits and pieces. And the, and the, for example, after the first projects that we carried out, we recognized that there was a need. For uh, training, because the the project um, members asked for support um, on a, on a method uh, level, um, because they wanted to apply methods such as um, interviewing, for example, uh, in other projects that they were in after uh, after the current project that we were uh, engaged with uh, was was finished. Um, so. We came up, um, or the need um, uh, came up uh, to have that training, and then we developed training measures. Um, we recognized that um, uh, managers and leaders needed to be informed about um the impact that that user-centric way of working could have for, for, their, for their business units. And then we invented this leadership training on, on uh, design thinking, for example. Um, we recognized that, that um, if you spread the word um, by, by having the business leaders uh, communicating their successes that they have in their projects that were run with design thinking approach... That that was much more powerful uh, than if we would communicate, for example. So we just um, we just uh, gave them a platform where they could share their successes. Um, Then we recognized that it needs much more than us um, to to really have that super tanker Deutsche Telekom change direction. This is why the hub concept. uh evolved and uh, is now tried and tested in first parts uh, of the organization so w- it was or it is it still is a journey that we're on um and if you would approach me in a year maybe there's an eighth and ninth tenth whatever uh, building block um or some of them have gone and been replaced by others so this is as the as the whole um idea um it's an agile framework um that at that very moment where we applied for for the uh, for the award consisted of that seven building blocks but yeah there might be some more some less um in in the in the time to come
2: It sounds really recognizable, the different uh, stages you're explaining here. Like we also often notice that we do a project and then, uh, for example, we do some workshops in it and interviews and then people uh, find it uh, useful for the process. So they try to do it themselves or they ask for help uh, uh, from us to how they can implement the methods. But then you'd soon see that uh, there is like uh, more... uh, Skills or more background information necessary to to conduct these methods. So then it soon uh, evolves into trainings and stuff like that. But for me, it's very inspiring to see uh, how far you already got with it and how these seven uh, seven building blocks uh, are already there. Uh, I really understand why. Um, you guys won the service design uh, award for this. Uh, Why do you think yourself you you won the the service design award? What do you think the reasons were that uh, service design network wanted to award uh, your uh, work?
1: (laughs) That's a good question, um, honestly. Um, Yeah, I I think um, it's the combination of... uh, Having business projects run another way, having a communication throughout the whole company, having this community of uh, design thinkers, um, I guess yeah, I guess the combination of, of all these buildings building blocks, because um, if you if you take each building block on his own, there's nothing innovative about it. So we all have tr- ideas for training. We all have ideas for agile projects. All have ideas for how to uh, communicate on social media, for example. I, I guess the the combination um, was the um, was the reason for um, for awarding us on the one hand side, and maybe that we were able to point out that um, this is not a theoretical construction, but that this is working in practice and that this is working every day and and that we are doing it and not planning to do it sometime.
0: And uh, what, what value does the award have for you and your team? Does it make a difference for you that you actually won this award? Well,
1: it was a great, it was a, good motivation for the team um, it was a good motivation for our CHRO um, who is really supporting us in everything we do um, and it was yeah, something like a confirmation uh, that we are on a good way um, I guess that's the, the most important things, that we, it was motivation and it was confirmation so that that experts had, a, had reviewed our our approach, and that from their point of view, it it was recognizable or it was awardable, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, that that's it's it's really really cool to to see that um, all that stuff we do um, is. Um, or seems or seems to be uh, that innovative that as others think that they should reward reward it and um, yeah motivation and and confirmation I guess that's the two points that we can take from that
0: yeah that's great well I want to thank you very much for your uh, wonderful stories and experiences. I think uh, it's been uh, it's very interesting for many other organisations that want to go through through a similar change. Um, if people want to reach out to you, find more information about uh, your work and your project, uh, where can people find you? Uh,
1: they would uh, just find me personally uh, on on LinkedIn, um, or they would uh, just. Um Just shoot us a mail at design-academy-at-telecom.de.
0: Okay. Okay, that's great. Well, thank you uh, very much again and congratulations again on uh, winning the award. And uh, thank you uh, for your time.
1: Thank you. Thanks for the interview.
0: The Service Design Podcast was brought to you by the Service Design Network and Night Moves. For more information, previous episodes, or to join the conversation, please visit servicedesignpodcast.com. For more information about the Service Design Network, visit service-design-network.org. And for Night Moves, visit nightmoves.be. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to this podcast. The intro and outro music is from If the Stars Grow Dim Tonight, By Hydrogen C featuring I Will I Swear. Until next time.